Hello and welcome to day 205 of the Orthodox Study Bible in One Year podcast. Today we'll be reading from the second book of Maccabees, chapter 8, verse 21, through chapter 10, verse 23, the Proverbs of Solomon, chapter 4, verses 24 through 28, and Acts, chapter 24. Let us begin with the second book of Maccabees, chapter 8, verse 21. With these words he gave them good courage and prepared them to die on behalf of their laws and their homeland. Then he divided his forces into four parts. He appointed his brothers, Simon and Joseph and Jonathan, each to command a division, putting 1,500 soldiers under each. In addition, he appointed Eleazar to read aloud from the holy book and gave the watchword, the help of God. Then he led the first division himself and joined battle with Nicanor. When the Almighty became their ally, they slew more than 9,000 of the enemy, and wounded and crippled most of Nicanor's army, and forced them all to flee. They seized the money of those who came to buy them as slaves. After they pursued them for some distance, they were compelled to return because of the hour, for they did not continue their pursuit because it was the day before the Sabbath. So when they had collected their arms and stripped the spoils from their enemy they kept the sabbath greatly they kept the sabbath greatly blessing and giving thanks to the lord who had brought them safely through the day and appointed it for them as a beginning of mercy then after the sabbath they gave a portion of the spoils to those who were tortured and to the windows and to the widows and orphans and disturbed the rest among themselves and distributed the rest among themselves and their children. When they had done this, they made a common supplication and besought the merciful Lord to be reconciled at last with his servants. Moreover, of the forces on the side of Timothy and Bacchidus, who contended against them, they killed more than 20,000 of them and became the masters of exceedingly high fortresses. They divided a great many spoils, giving shares equal to their own and to those who had been tortured, and to the orphans and widows, and also to the aged. After they collected the enemy's weapons, they organized them all carefully in convenient places and carried the rest of the spoils to Jerusalem. They killed the commander of Timothy's forces, most a most unholy man, and one who had greatly troubled the Jews. While they were celebrating the victory in the city of their fathers, they burned those who had set fire to the temple gates, Callisthenes, and some others who had fled into one small house, so they received a recompense worthy of their impiety. The thrice sinful Nicanor had brought the thousand merchants for the purchase of the Jews, but he was humbled with the help of the Lord by the opponents he regarded as of the least account. Thus, after he succeeded primarily in the destruction of his own army, he took off his glorious military apparel and made his way inland and alone like a fugitive until he reached Antioch. There, he who had undertaken to establish taxes for the Romans by the capture of the people of Jerusalem proclaimed that the Jews had a defender and therefore were invulnerable because they followed the laws appointed beforehand by him. Second book of Maccabees, chapter 9, verse 1. About that time it happened that Antichus returned in dishonor from the region of Persia, for he had entered the city called Persepolis and attempted to rob the temples and control the city. Therefore, when the citizens rushed to the city, 
city's aid with arms, Antichus and his men were routed, and it came about that Antichus was put to flight by the citizens and made a shameful return home. Now, while he was in Ecbatana, news came to him about what had happened to Nicanor and the forces of Timothy. Swollen with rage, he supposed that he would also vent upon the Jews the evil done to him by those who had banished him. Wherefore, he commanded his charioteer to drive without stopping to complete the journey, but the judgment of heaven came upon him, for in his arrogance he said, When I arrive there, I will make Jerusalem a common burial place of all of the Jews. But the all-seeing Lord, the God of Israel, struck him with an incurable and unseen plague, for as soon as he stopped speaking, a deadly pain seized him in his inward parts with sharp eternal torments. And this very justly... For he had tortured the inward parts of others with many and unusual afflictions. Yet by no means did he cease from his haughtiness, but was even more filled with arrogance, breathing fire, and his rage against the Jews, and giving orders to hasten the journey. So it came to pass that he fell out of his chariot as it rushed along, and the fall was so hard that it tortured every limb of his body. He who had just been thinking that he could command the waves of the sea because of his superhuman arrogance and imagine he could weigh the high mountains in a balance was brought down to earth and carried in a litter. Thus he conveyed plainly to all the manifest power of God. Accordingly, worms swallowed up from the ungodly man's body and his flesh rotted away while he was still alive, anguishing it and in pain. Because of his order, the whole army was repulsed by his rottenness rottenness and because of his intolerable smell no one was able to carry the man who a little while before he before thought he could touch the stars of heaven then he was broken down and began to cease from much of his arrogance and to come to a recognition of the divine scourge for he was bent over with pain at every moment when he could no longer endure his own stench he spoke these words it is right to be subject to god and no mortal should think that he is equal with god then this disgusting man prayed to the lord who would no longer have mercy on him saying that the holy city which he had been hastening to level to the ground and make into a common burial place he was now proclaiming to be free moreover the jews whom he did not consider worthy of a burial place but to be thrown out along with their children for the wild animals and the birds to eat he would make them all equal to citizens of athens furthermore the holy temple which he had plundered in times past he would adorn with the finest offerings and restore many times over all the holy vessels and the taxes assigned to the sacrifices he would pay from his own revenues. In addition to this, he also would become a Jew and visit every inhabited place to proclaim the might of God. But when his sufferings did not cease at all, for the judgment of God came upon him justly, he was driven to despair over what had happened to him. Thus he wrote the Jews the letter recorded below in the form of a supplication. It contained the following words, To the good Jewish citizens Antichrist Eucane and General Sens, many greetings, 
and good wishes for your health and welfare. If you and your children are strong and your interests are served, then I am glad. With my hope in heaven, I kindly remember your respect and goodwill. But I am not giving up hope for myself, for I have great hope of escaping from this illness. Nevertheless, I observe that even my father, when he led his army into the upper countries, appointed his successor, that if anything unexpected should arise or any unwelcome news should come. The people throughout the realm would not be troubled, for they would know to whom the government was left. In addition to this, I understand how the rulers close at hand and the neighbors of my kingdom keep watching for the four opportunities and waiting to see how things will turn out. Thus I have appointed my son Antichus to be king. Oftentimes when I hastened off to the upper provinces, I entrusted and commended him to most of you. So I have written to him what is written here. Therefore I urge you and request that you remember my acts of kindness for both the common and private good, and maintain your present goodwill toward me and my son. For I am persuaded that he, following my policy, will treat you kindly and considerately. So the murderer and blasphemer suffered great, very grievously, as he had treated others, for he died a miserable death in the mountains of a foreign land. Then Philip, who grew up with him, took his body home. But fearing the son of Antichus, he went instead to Ptolemy, Philometer in Egypt. Second book of Maccabees, chapter 10, verse 1. With the Lord leading them on, Maccabees and those with him received back the temple and the city. They took down the altars fabricated in the marketplaces by the foreigners and also destroyed the sacred precincts. When they had purified the temple, they made another altar and Striking fire out of stones, they offered sacrifices, the first in two years. They offered incense and lit lamps and set out the bread of the presence. When they had done this, they fell prostrate and besought the Lord, so as never again to fall into such calamities. But if they should ever sin, they might be chastised by him with gentleness and not be handed over to blasphemous and barbarous nations. It happened on the anniversary of the same day the temple was profaned by the foreigners that the purification of the temple took place on the 25th day of the same month, which was Chislev. They celebrated it for eight days with rejoicing in the manner of the Feast of Tabernacles, remembering how a short time before they had spent the feast living in mountains and caves like wild animals, therefore carrying ivy wreathed wands, beautiful olive branches, and even palm branches. They offered hymns of praise to him who made possible the purifying of his own place. They decreed by a common edict and vote that the whole Jewish nation should celebrate these days every year. Just then was the end of Antichus called Epiphanes. Now we will tell what took place under Antichus Epitor, the son of that ungodly man, and will set forth an encampus encompass briefly the calamities of the wars. For this man inherited the kingdom and appointed a certain Lysias as chief governor of Colossyria and Phoenicia. Then Ptolemy, called Macron, led the way in protecting the rights of the Jews because of the wrongdoing that happened to them, and he attempted to maintain peaceful relations with them. For this reason, he was accused before Epitor by the king's friends. He heard himself called a traitor at every turn because he abandoned Cyprus, entrusted to him by Philometer and defected to Antichus Epiphanes, since he could not ex- exercise his noble authority honorably. He took poison and ended his life. 
When Gorgias became governor of the region, he maintained mercenary troops and attacked the Jews at every turn. At the same time, the the Idumeans, in possession of vital strongholds, were harassing the Jews. They received fugitives from Jerusalem and endeavored to keep up the war. But Maccabees and his men made supplication and implored God to be their ally, then rushed against the strongholds of the Idumeans. They They attacked them aggressively, gained possession of the places, and drove back all who fought upon the wall. They slaughtered everyone they encountered, killing no fewer than 20,000, but at least 9,000 fled into two very strong towers, which were well-equipped, containing everything necessary to withstand a siege. So Maccabees left behind Simon, Joseph, and also Zacchaeus, and those with him, a force sufficient to besiege them. Then he went to more urgent places, but those around Simon, who were money lovers, were bribed by some of those in the towers. When they had received 70,000 drachmas, they allowed some of them to slip away. When news of what happened reached Maccabees, he gathered the leaders of the people and accused them of selling their brothers for money by releasing their enemies to to fight against them. Then he killed these men who had become traitors and immediately seized the two towers, faring well at arms and everything he undertook. He destroyed more than 20,000 in the two fortresses. Proverbs of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 24. Let your eyes look straight forward and let your eyelids ascend to righteous things. Make straight paths for your feet and direct your ways aright. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left, but turn your foot from any evil way. For God knows the ways on the right hand, but those on the left are perverse. And he shall make your path straight and guide your steps in peace. Acts chapter 24, verse 1. Now after five days, Ananias the high priest came down with the elders and a certain orator named Tertullus. These gave evidence to the governor against Paul. And when he was called upon Terlatus began his accusation saying, seeing that through you we enjoy great peace and prosperity is being brought to this nation by your foresight. We accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Nevertheless, not to be tedious to you any further, I beg you to hear by your courtesy a few words from us. For we have found this man a plague, a a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, and we seized him, and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander of Lysias came by, and with great violence took him out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you may ascertain all these things of which we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things were so. Then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, Inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself, because you may ascertain that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship, and they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city, nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things that believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept. 
that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Now, after many years, I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation, in the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, temple, neither with a mob nor with tumult. They ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me, or else let those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council, unless it is for this one statement which I cried out standing among them concerning the resurrection of the dead, I am being judged by you this day. But when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, When Lysus the commander comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty, and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilia, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would would be given him by Paul that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Porcius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. Thank you for joining me on day 205 of the Orthodox Study Bible in One Year podcast. Tune in next time for day 206.